Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit vip.dealersedge.com for more information. As I've said before, I've been a fan of the Business Development Center idea since I saw some of the early versions of BDCs in the late 1990s. The idea was to have skilled, trained telephone sales reps doing what they do best, contacting customers and prospects to get them into the dealership. The BDC reps did the important work that the rest of the dealership staff either did not have the skills or the time to do. And I'd ask dealers and general managers why they didn't extend the BDC concept to fixed operations. That was always going to be the next step after the BDC for sales was firmly established. <clears throat> but it hardly ever happened. Sales managers complained about the added expenses and they would argue that they would have sold those cars anyway, which of course wasn't true. But in any event, the BDC for service, which makes a lot more sense, always stayed on the back burner. And if the comments on our Dealer's Edge discussion boards are any gauge, customer pay business is a little slow in the shop today. So we engage today's workshop leader, Joni Stuker, to talk about ways to use the BDC idea to improve results in fixed stops. So now let's visit with BDC expert Joni Stuker as we examine the, the deployment of BDC tactics to service and parts. And you may just discover the key to remarkable growth in these essential profit centers. Joni Stuker is the founder and president of Owner Connect, a team of trainers that advises car dealers and other industries on ways to improve customer communication, especially in the area of handling incoming and outbound calls. Joni has been an NADA workshop leader, state association convention speaker, and has worked directly with automotive OEMs in addition to her busy schedule in retail dealerships. Joni has also taken her expertise to NASCAR, the RV industry, and the resorts, amusement park, and entertainment business. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. Hi, uh, Joni. Yo. That's uh, Mike's here. Hi, Mike. Um, can we take a couple questions before we get, get too far? Of course. Into sure, sure. Okay. Um, what? Okay, so we have uh, BDC reps. They may be taking sales calls or uh, service and parts calls, but for these, on the service and parts side, What's the nature of the call that they're going to be handling for inbound, say, inbound calls, and what types of outbound calls would they be making? Okay. All right. Great. Uh, well, that's going to flow right into really your call priorities. But, an in, I mean, traditionally a BDC rep that takes inbound service calls, they can take every call opportunity with the exception of status of vehicle. In other words, there, there's a... The glory of having people that do not know service answering inbound service calls is that I am never, ever going to try and do things like diagnose. I'm not going to try and tell you what I think might be wrong because that's the problem. When a service person who's well-trained gets asked things like, well, you know, I have a, a 2015 Honda Accord and I think it may need, you know, new brakes. What do you think that would cost? And then blah, 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 they start talking about it. No, that's why you take the service calls because the minute somebody would ask you something like that, hey, what do you think brakes would cost in a Honda Accord, you know, 
whatever, Excel. So I would respond, sounds to me like you need to meet with a service professional. Um, let me see how fast I can get you into our rotation. All right, because I'm not going to say, you know, your appointment because they think it's seen immediately. So you handle every inbound service call appointment setting, everything that's inbound, just not status of vehicle. If a person's trying to find out status of vehicle and they can't reach their service advisor, I would take the call just because, again, I need that human touch, and I would make it a priority to find out what indeed is happening. So we're going to talk in just a minute about our outbound activities, um, so we can cover that in just a second. Do you have another question, Mike? Yeah, yeah. let's take uh, one, one more. Maybe it's, it's sort of a two-part question. But you mentioned we started talking about staffing. We're looking for part-time people. Uh, how many? How do you know how many part-time people you need? Okay, good. Uh, the determination of part-time people is based upon your inbound call level. So if you don't know how many inbound calls you get right now, you need to track that. And again, divide it between people calling to speak directly to an advisor. Is that an appointment setting opportunity um, or is it a status of vehicle? So an inbound, a part-time, oh, actually a person that takes inbound calls can handle approximately four to five inbound service calls setting those appointments and booking that every hour on the hour. So that's how I determine my staff. I want to make sure that I don't have Joni sitting there and she's going to have to handle 10 you know, to 12 inbound calls during her hour. She could do it, but guess what? She will have no time for heavy lifting. And that's the reason why people get so frustrated by BDC is that they, they sit and they maintain and they respond to leads that are coming in. But you've got to make sure that your team is prepared and knows how to do what. If someone's not calling in, I have to make sure that I am calling out. So that's how you determine it's based upon volume of calls. Okay, and let's take one more and then we can get back into the workshop. Sure. Um, is the the goal, if you're, if for a BDC rep working the, service and parts area, is the goal just to get the customer to make an appointment uh, or are we looking for something more? Mm. Uh, uh, okay, well, you're, it's, it's yes and no at the same time. Yes, it is to set an appointment. We're always, you know, I've always said, it, to me it's an art form. And I know I sound like I'm one of the crazy people out there, and perhaps I am. But I think it's an art form, being able to have a consumer feel that, you know what, I hang up the phone, and yes, I made an appointment or maybe provided a referral. In other words, the call was very productive, but at the end of the call, they also feel what? You know, the, their husband goes, who is that? And they go, oh, that was Joni calling from ABC Chevrolet Customer Care, just checking on us to make sure everything was going well and if I had any questions. That's your art form. It's not, who is that? Oh, it was Joni calling from ABC Chevrolet Customer Care, grinding me for leads and trying to get me in on their uh, tire sale. So we have to be able to really use the words that, I, that we've written, and they're phenomenally powerful. My goal is to get people to commit to come in for an appointment or certainly commit to being loyal to us, which is which is everything. Okay. We talked about staffing. Uh, what types of experience should your BDC reps have when they, if you're looking to hire people and where would you find these people? Okay, good. Um, all right. So type of experience. 
Well, we all know, we all know that obviously the, the most important factor of a good employee is to me, they come to work on time and their attitude is right. You know, because if I can get you in the door on time, I'm, I'm going to make sure that your day is going to rock and roll because that's what I do as your manager. So consistency as far as prior work is, ex- is extremely important. But to me, the most important quality of a strong BDC rep is somebody that is open to prospecting. And that's a hard one for you to determine, but here's an easy way that I found it. When you interview someone, you should always ask them this. You know, go through the, hey, close your eyes for a moment, and let's say that you were calling into a dealership and you were trying to set a service appointment to get an oil change. At the end of that conversation, somebody would ask you who else that you knew that they could help. In other words, for a referral. Your candidate, you should ask them, are you someone that would give a referral or are you not? Because, again, the most important quality of a strong BDC rep is someone that is open-minded to prospecting. Is somebody that's comfortable with that. So during the interview, if the person's like, no, I, I really wouldn't give the name and number of a friend out, I wouldn't do that, I would not hire them. Because they're going to spend their entire time really in conflict, even if it's quiet, regarding things we need to see, which is prospecting. So the most important quality is open-mindedness. Just like think about this right now. In your BDC, let's say that you picked up the phone and you're calling a past service customer. And a gentleman answers the phone and you say, hi, may I speak to Robert? And a consumer says to you, you have the wrong phone number. What do you guys do in your BDC with that right now? I'm going to bet my car (laughs) that all of you probably hang up the phone. Or let's say 9 out of 10. You probably just hang up the phone and apologize. You know, I apologize. Thanks. Quick. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be able to do what? Type of person you're looking for. It starts with the leader. But what you should do is be trained and in tune to say, oh, you know what? I apologize. Who am I speaking with, Mr. Wrong Phone Number? What kind of car do you drive? Where do you service? I work over here at ABC Chevrolet and our customer care team. That's who you're looking for. All right, open-mindedness. Where do you find them? Mm, Don't ignore circle of influence. As I mentioned, attaching our ad to your service customer receipts is a great opportunity. Also, employees. I'd like everybody to be, quote, on the same page and, and pulling for each other. So I think a great way is to bonus current employees to help find BDC customer care team members. And they get bonused if your customer care team member makes it 90 days or more. So we know that we've got somebody that's worth investing in. But that's a great way for people in all departments in the dealership to be rooting for, you know, our customer care team. Obviously, we all use things like Indeed and different sources. Just be careful because those some of those sources are just being so inundated that, you know, you spend a lot more money than you realized. And obviously, we're trying very hard to make sure that staffing needs to be something that's cost effective. Now, keep in mind, let's say you want to hire one person or 10, whatever it is. I've always believed in the same thing. I would offer people the opportunity to participate in training, but I would not bring them on staff until I put them through some training courses to make sure they're the right people. Because some people interview phenomenally well, and then you're like, oh my gosh, transitioning from interview you know, to position, they're like the wrong person completely, and you're wondering what the heck happened there.
So I would make sure that I did more or less uh, kind of like a live uh, on the spot interviewing or, you know, by making them go through training and see how they respond to that. So your circle of influence, quite frankly, is the best. If you want to hire two people and you feel like, you know what, I've got two people and I really like them, I'm, I'm all good for staffing, don't do that. In the auto industry, we are so known for, for hiring like under fire. We always hire when we desperately need somebody or someone that doesn't show up for work and now we're shorthanded. So if your bench has you know no one sitting on it, you're going to be in trouble. So I would always continually staple my ad to my service receipts. I'd always post customer care, changing some of the lingo here and there on my websites. But I would always be widening that, that pool to make sure that I have options for myself. Because your goal being in this BDC is not just to handle the leads. Obviously, your goal is to make sure that we do what? That we that we prospect and we grow. Okay. All right, next uh, question. All right, we've got the right number of people with the right experience. How many calls should we expect them to handle during a shift, inbound and outbound? Okay. Uh, inbound calls in an hour. So, again, I manage by hour. I think that that's extremely important. So we manage by hour. That way I can change the course. You know, so if, if Mike Bauer's having a really bad hour, I can change the next hour and guide him so that he actually ends up with a good day. So manage by hour. A BDC a service rep can handle probably four to five inbound service calls in an hour and be able to still do their outbound calls, which remember, outbound calls need to be an average of 17 dials in an hour with the hopes of reaching three people and setting at least one appointment. So you take your 60 minutes, in other words, and you split it in half, and you put 30 minutes to inbound, and you put 30 minutes to outbound. That's the best way to measure this. So if, if for some reason, let's say, one of your BDC reps is faster. She can handle six inbound calls. That's great. Just go again and time out. Thinking about the average call is going to be what? Anywhere from three to five minutes. So how fast can they book through your CRM? They're going to be able to average probably about five inbound calls in order to be able to do the outbound heavy lifting. 17 dials outbound, three contacts, one appointment. Okay, um, we've come a long we've come a long way since the uh, ah. BDC was was just sort of an af afterthought in the dealership where they opened up a closet and put a table and a couple chairs in it. What what should the layout? What kind of facility should we have for BDC? Well, I mean, and I love the dog. What kind of dog is that? Uh, he's a sort of a border collie. Oh, cute. Oh, okay, very cute. All right, well, we're going to hire that dog for the BDC, okay? He's got a good voice. So, I mean, if, if you go, let's go to the dream world of the way I see customer care centers, BDC centers. They are they are um, the the center point of a dealership, and it, and it, and it that rep moves from service to sales back and forth. They're not one or the other. They're both. They do both. Why not? Why in the world can I handle an inbound sales call, but I can't handle an inbound service opportunity? Makes no sense. If I talk to a sales opportunity, they don't want to buy, I'm going to move them to service. So I have to be blended. So ideally, that's the, you know, that's the call sources. Also, a BDC center needs to have open chairs. For what? Well, failing... <laughs> 
failing salespeople, nothing personal, but let's say that little Timmy is going to sell 12 cars this month and it's the 10th of the month and he's got two cars out. He or she should not be sitting on the floor wondering what's happened to their life. They should be working in BDC productively, being guided and coached and making sure they're setting appointments. So all the walls are gone. Everything is gone. Service, parts, sales, a BDC is the pulse of the dealership. That's what you are. And your compensation is greatly derived from things that you go out and you get, which makes you invaluable. And my friends, if you listen to what I'm saying, your store will grow by 20%. I guarantee it. But you're going to have to put these things in motion. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh how do you feel about uh, providing the BDC reps, the service and parts BDC reps, with um, maintenance menus? I, I hate them. I hate them. That, that's going to start taking you down the pathway of what? Now I'm going to start reading everything that's included, and then we start going into pricing. And now, no, no. What you want to do is I, I need an awareness I know of the menus, but I'm only going to do a snippet, you know, hey, we happen to have whatever, you know, a fantastic winter uh, special that's going on and it, and it would take care of your car from A to Z. Don't speak in specifics. You, you've got to be careful with the menus because if you're going to do menus, I guarantee your calls are going to go double in length and we're going to start sounding like service advisors giving too much information. Okay. Uh, that is... The end of my questions. John, did you get any? I'm clear here. Okay. Well, then uh, no more questions. That brings us to the end of today's workshop. Uh, remember that um, Joni has offered to provide uh, sample word tracks. Uh, contact her either by email or by phone, uh, and either she or someone on her staff uh, will help you out with the, with the sample word tracks that your BDC reps can use. Uh, also, if you think of questions you wish you had asked today, uh, or didn't get a chance to, again, please feel free to contact Joni by telephone or email. Uh, with that, I'd like to thank all of you for attending this afternoon. Uh, not easy to take an hour out of your dealership day, but we certainly appreciate you spending it with us. We do. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Joni Stuker for taking her time today to share her, uh, her experience and expertise with us and for taking the time to put today's workshop together. Joni, thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Hey, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We're I appreciate happy, it. Happy to have you back. Yeah, thank uh, you. And, and with that, uh, this is Mike Bowers for Dealer's Edge. We'll be signing off for today, and I hope you can join us again next week. Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit VIP.dealersedge.com for more information.